Guess what day it is? It's high school musical day. Welcome to We Ship It, the Troy and Gabriella special. Do we ship it? Listen to find out. Hi there, I'm Devin. And I'm Steph. And welcome to We Ship It. This is the podcast where Steph and I and our occasional guest, watcher, or reader join us to judge literary, film, show, and classic couples. Guys, I'm so excited. (laughs) Today, Devin and I are going to be talking about Troy and Gabriella from High School Musical. I'm going to be honest with you all. I love this series so much. She's biased. When my friend and I, we were really obsessed with it. We skipped school to go see High School Musical 3 in theaters. (laughs) I really don't know why, but I'm just a sucker for Get Your Head in the Game. So... There you have it. <laughs> wow, that's certainly a throwback for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm also excited. Um, high School Musical came out in like 2006, so we yes. were in middle school. We were babies. School. We were babies. Um, okay, so indeed. So, okay, just hopping into our spoiler alert. If you haven't seen HSM 1, 2, or 3, we're going to be going into plot points this episode, so get Ready. Uh, From there, let's hop into our brief summary. So, starting in High School Musical 1, we meet Troy, the popular boy, and Gabriella, the girl who's just moved to the school. And she's kind of a nerd, and everyone's, at Sharpay especially, is kind of like, I hate this girl. Yuck. Um, And so her and Troy, they meet a few months earlier at a random party. I don't know why, but they do for a New Year's party and they sing together and it's like super magical. And then on the first day of school, Troy is not expecting to see this girl, but he sees her and he's like, whoa, it's Gabriella. Um, So then they kind of go through the school year. They end up the lead role in the play at school singing together. And that's sort of a whimmy thing. They kind of on a whim both end up getting caught singing and then get picked. And it's a really exciting thing. Sharpay's mad about it. Um, And everyone's sort of like confused. Like, why is this popular boy and this nerd girl together? And also, why are they doing this play? That's weird. Um, But then they go through and eventually at the end, they gain acceptance. They love Mm -hmm. each other, yada, yada. The second movie rolls around. It's the summer. Um, They go and work at this country club that Sharpay's Sharpay owns or her parents parents own or something like that. Um, And Sharpay's trying to get Troy all summer. And Gabriella and Troy end up breaking up for some stupid reason or other. And they sing about it really painfully. And then Troy and Troy and Sharpay, I mean, they don't really have a thing, but Sharpay likes to think they have a thing. Yeah, she and then gets the, in between their relationship for she sure. She freaking tries, but whatever. Um, and then Troy and Gabriella get back together at the end. The whole necklace drama where she gives it back to him and then he gives it back to her and it's all fun. Um, and then the third one is when they go to college. It's the one that we saw. Um, in theaters of course 
And I don't really remember much about the third, Devin. So you're going to have to help me here. <laughs> uh, let's see. So in the third movie, they start out. They're it's looking their at senior schools. year. Yes, it's their senior year. And they're thinking of going to colleges. And Gabriella's super smart. So obviously. So Gabriella, she's super smart. She gets, uh, you know, accepted to the honors program at Stanford. And Troy... Exactly. And Troy wants to go to U of A for basketball because that's his dad's legacy. But does he really want to do that? All of this happens. <laughs> okay, okay. So they go and do their thing and Gabriella doesn't really want to come back to like do all the high school stuff. So Troy goes to her and they have their own unique little weekend situation. Troy and Gabriella then come back and at the end reaffirm their love for one another. And Troy... Ends up going to school only 30 miles away from Gabriella. So it's a beautiful, happy ending. And we all cry. So, with that summary, let's get going, shall we? <laughs> we shall. <laughs> <laughs> so, first question. What is it about High School Musical that sticks in our hearts as millennials? The music. <laughs> uh, no. Obviously. Um, but no, I think it's really just a brilliantly done Disney Channel movie. Like so often they're way too corny. You can't even watch them. High School oh Musical gosh, is definitely yes. corny, but it's like it has more soul. I don't know. Um, still corny, but it's something that our age group at the time, like we were middle schoolers, could relate to and hold on to. And I think I don't know. At first, I think we all tried to make fun of it. And we were like, this is stupid, blah, blah, blah. And like we laugh at Troy singing Get Your Head in the Game. But then after a while, it like grows on you and it becomes a nostalgia thing. And mm -hmm. that's what High School Musical is to me is it's just like this nostalgic thing that I can always go back to and watch and like laugh my butt off. Whether I'm laughing at the film or with the film is the question. But <laughs> it's something that will always stick in my heart. And I think that's why millennials really love it because we grew up with it first of all but also it was like the first disney channel movie that really kind of did well for itself like right. that you know what do you think Devin? um so while there's a while it's a little weird and selfish <laughs> to coin something as quote unquote ours meaning millennials it's kind of true here though um high school musical was our musical in a sense it was huge i mean this was the first um decom disney channel original movie that like yep. took off and like everyone was talking about it everyone knew about it and everyone was talking about it um what made it so popular though was its approach to the deeper question conform to the school's social hierarchy or be yourself yeah um, high school musical was also something disney channel had never done before because this movie focused on real teens and incorporated its own soundtrack which was huge Go because Disney of the <laughs> because of the success <laughs> of High School Musical, Disney produced the likes of Lemonade Mouth and Camp Rock, and on and on and on. They just came out, Camp keep, Rock. kept on pumping out these um, the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they kept pumping out these powerhouse movies with a soundtrack attached to them, and that's how they kind of kept their ball rolling in a sense. Um, and lastly, Haskell Musical also made it okay to like musicals again, similar to how we saw the same kind of rebirth of school group Mm. And school music groups after the rise of Glee. Um, High School Musical yes. is big in our hearts because it's been so big in our culture and yeah. put so many of the things we know and love today in motion. Um, yeah. So it just kept the ball uh, spinning and it spiraled out into this 
whole new frontier for all things in our culture. So, Right. No, you're 100% right. I love that. Um, But moving on to our second question. Absolutely. Is this movie like a modern day Grease or Romeo and Juliet story? Yeah, (laughs) it's not too hard to spot. (laughs) So young lovers meet at <laughs> young lovers meet at some party or over the break, return to school or they're realized and have to face their friends and family about the issue of who they want to be and who they want to be with. Um, it just goes to show that Shakespeare is everywhere. He's mm-hmm. been in our culture and consistently in our culture since his rise. Um, and that's why whenever my students complain about reading Shakespeare, I try to remind them that this probably isn't the first time they're dealing with him. He, you've seen him before. It's just in a different format. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Steph? I mean, culturally, I so the storyline doesn't really follow up to these too much. I mean, Greece definitely. Romeo oh, and Juliet. Yeah, for sure. But I think it does have that same cultural impact as a Romeo and Juliet or a Greece, like especially Greece. It's like this high school tale of these two young lovers that we all kind of just like it just sticks in your heart. You know, like people from my mom's generation in particular will quote Greece like it's nothing, nothing else. And it was something mm-hmm. that I always grew up with because it's like it's that cheap corny movie that came out when you were young that you my still mom loves love. Greece. Yeah. And you'll sing along to it and it's just a mm-hmm. feel good movie but it also holds some lessons if, in it even though Greece like didn't have the best lessons in it. But <laughs> I think that High School Musical kind of replaces Greece as like a really healthy like you should love yourself and do what you love and also love someone else instead of like a mer- little mermaid story where like <laughs> she ends up completely changing herself from someone else. But Apart from those differences, I think, yes, High School Musical is culturally very much like the response to Grease or the response to a Romeo and Juliet type. Um, It just sticks with you forever, and it kind of has those cliche, corny Mm -hmm. uh, tropes that are attached to it, but it's also something we just really love. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of what I think on that. Yeah. So, moving forward, what is it about these two that allows fans to follow them on their three-film journey? Yeah, well, um, I think it's a matter of, yeah, there's all these high school societal norms that are kind of pushed on us throughout the whole thing. And I think I think that, first of all, like kids relate to that. They relate to the pressure of what it's like to be in high school Mm -hmm. Um, and then like what it's like to be anywhere, really, because that high school pettiness follows you around. Let's be real forever. (laughs) Um, But. I think what's unique about Troy and Gabriella in this whole thing is that they're like the most relatable people in the freaking world. Like, it's like, yes, he's the popular guy, whatever, but he has other interests and he's actually brave enough to go forward with them. Correct. Like so many students or so many kids, so many people have these like passions that they're afraid to show the world. And like the two of these two don't follow the societal norms that are placed upon them. They they kind of like forge their own path in a sense, which is beautiful Mm -hmm. to see. Um, But yeah, what do you think, Devin? So I think it goes back to that they, as you already mentioned, they represent universal people, um, someone that anyone can relate to. Yeah, sure, Troy is the golden basketball star and Gabrielle is the school's freaky genius girl. But underneath all that, they are people who are searching for what truly makes them happy. Um, Mm -hmm. And everyone is on that search. um, 
and everyone can relate to them. So again and again, they are faced with dealing with what they want versus what they are expected to want. Um, this is something everyone faces, whether it be in high school or even in college and beyond. We see ourselves and Troy and Gabriella through like through these two and watching them go through their journey allows us to feel better about following our own dreams as well similarly to what you have already stated like we we have to go through their journey so that we can also be inspired to go on our journey as well i love that Devin. you thought a lot about this didn't you That's so great. i love the high school musical just provokes these conversations among yes. us look at that it is in depth um okay next question we wait until the third movie before watchers get to hear those three special words i love you which we love here at we ship it of course um, <laughs> why the anticipation and why say it now so I actually love their progression as a couple. I'm it's clapping. not a Hallmark movie in a sense. We, mm -hmm. we know that they have feelings for each other and that they are quote unquote meant to be. But we get a full out growth cycle of their relationship. The highs mm -hmm. and yes, the lows. Um, in a Hallmark movie, they try and just like cram in. And this is why like Hallmark movies get their reputation. But they kind of cram <laughs> in like, okay, you meet the person, you have an issue with the person, but you, you still them. fall in love with the person and you kiss in the end. Like yeah. it's just a complete progression. There's no deviation. Um, whereas here, there, there is an issue in each one and they kind of come apart, but then they also come back together and putting them all together in one whole grouping, you get to see their entire progression from beginning to end. Um, and it's not an instantaneous thing. I mean, they don't have an on-screen kiss until the end of the second movie. Um, all throughout, we see that they want to kiss each other, but they are always interrupted. So it makes sense that we have to wait until the close of the trilogy before we get those famous words. Um, and then they finally mean something. They're not just thrown out there. They carry a weight, one that not many people hold to in our culture today. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love you is not just a phrase you just throw out there. It's something that means something and has power behind it. Um, mm -hmm. I think we in our society today have lost the meaning of what love is. Um, yep. So um, that's why I, I, I enjoy this progression. Um, mm -hmm. And why now? I mean, she's she had to leave this is in the third one where she leaves um to go to college you don't Stanford, know what you and, got till it's gone yeah and she's like <laughs> I, I love you wildcat but like this is where i'm meant to be and so he has to deal with okay what what do i do in this situation um so it, it means something in that moment to them and that's why they say it so what do you think steph i love it and i love you Devin. i'm not just throwing that out there willy-nilly <laughs> but no I, I think you're 100% right, and I think what's even more unique is the way that it portrays a high school relationship. I think that's something that's really important to talk about, too, is that mm -hmm. um, they did more realistically what I think Disney sometimes doesn't do. Um, they gave you a very real high school relationship with very real... Because when you're young, you have passionate emotions. Yep. With very real passionate emotions. And they took it from something that's just raw passion to something that 
became uh, a more stable relationship once they came to college. Like they realized, oh, it's not just like a high school relationship. It's actually more. And seeing mm-hmm. that progression is a beautiful thing. Um, and that's why like I really appreciate that they waited on it because it shows young kids in high school who are going through all these mood swings, who are going through all of this like yeah. passion and raw romance. You don't need to fling yourself at saying I love you right away. It's something that like obviously like you can love someone and be exploring that feeling and you don't have to feel pressured to say it in your first year of dating in ninth grade or whatever you're doing. Like it's just, it's important that we, we do, like you said, infuse back the meaning into the word love that used to exist there. Um, So that is, I agree with you there, Devin. I agree. Love it. (laughs) All right. So now we talked really, really fancy about love. We're going to take a step back. We're going to talk about, right, so what are your top three (laughs) shipper moments with Troy and Gabriella, Steph? Oh, well, okay, my number one, my number one is can I have this dance? Oh. I don't know. Did you say that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but Can I do I enjoy that one. Can I have this dance when they're dancing on the rooftop in the third one? Like, oh my God. I cry at that song still. Like, it's just a beautiful song. I honestly was almost going to play it at my wedding. Like, Loki, don't tell anyone, even though now everyone's hearing it. But... <clears throat> I love when they're dancing together. I just love the respect that they show even in their dance moves. Like, it's just a beautiful thing. Uh, Let me think of my second one. Oh, the first time that they sing together at the New Year's party because Uh, it's a moment where... Oh, they show that special moment. Yeah, Troy, like, pulls Gabriella out of her fear in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just such a beautiful moment where they don't even know each other and they're already helping each other. I agree with that. She... he, He... he starts singing and she's like oh like because she was in her shell at the moment yeah. and she won't she was like i'm dead set on going back to my book and reading my book and he's like mm, why not so he does it and then she's like oh maybe i can maybe what what's happening here <laughs> yeah and well so my last one i guess i have to choose one from high school musical two now would have to be at the end um when they're all in the field, like with the lights, the lanterns and such. Oh, what a cute when they show their first moment. kiss. Yes. I'm like, dudes, I love you. With, with the fireworks um, I, going off and everything. Yeah. It's just such a moment between them after like such a pivotal moment of like, we're angry at each other and now we're back together and this is where we're meant to be sort of thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, that's one of my favorite moments of them. But cool. Devin, what are yours? Did so I steal I, any? <laughs> no, I actually Good. don't think you did. Good. But um, I, I don't have one from each movie. And that's more or less because... I, I align myself more with the first and second one. I did not, I was not the fan that went to go see um, the, the third one in theaters. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't have a, as strong of a connection with the third one, but I still have watched it and have enjoyed it. Regardless, my top three, here we go. So <laughs> number one is obviously when Gabriella's talent show surprise happens. Um, <laughs> I mean, dang. Uh, yeah. when she just starts singing and then he like looks around to try and find her and like he knows it's her he just doesn't know where <laughs> she, it's coming from his surprised face is priceless and I love that scene mm-hmm. I love that song too and we'll get more to that later but yeah. number two 
when they have the picnic in the second film on the golf course and they're oh, about yes. to kiss, but then the sprinklers turn whoa, on. Whoa. Yeah, Sharpay doing her little meddling there. And uh, they made the most of it, though, and just dance in the sprinklers. Like, it wasn't like, oh, man, our picnic's ruined. No, we're going to have fun and we're going to dance and make a moment out of this. So I think that's cool. Like, this could have been um, something that they ended with like a sad note like oh our date was ruined but they changed it into something positive they took something uh and they made it into a Mm -hmm. moment that they could remember together number three any and all of their rooftop garden scenes so i guess it kind of goes with your you did you kind of it kind of goes with it but even their (laughs) first one back in uh the regular high school musical um uh with their uh just like kindergarten kind of like talk which was really cool um Troy trusts Gabriella to join him in his secret hideout, quote unquote. And now it is their special place. So I think it's so cool how, how they like share something now that like that's their place to go. That's where mm. they can be themselves and just reconnect. So those so are my top nice. three. So nice. I love it. Okay. So next, how do these two expose the best of each other? Mm-hmm. All right. So what I love about the relationship is how they bring out the absolute best of each other. Troy and his confidence allow Gabrielle to be confident in herself. And we already mentioned mm-hmm. that when you brought up your uh, one of your top shipper moments um, with that karaoke song. Um, he builds her up and never allows her to talk herself down. Mm-hmm. Gabrielle, on the other hand gives Troy his song if you want to be cliche about it. (laughs) She's his muse and you see new life in his eyes. Um, He now realizes that there's so much more to life because Gabrielle is in it. Um, He doesn't have to be satisfied with the status quo. He can diverge and be himself and be comfortable with that. He doesn't have to feel like he's being judged. she kind of gives him that inspiration to be different and he's like okay i'm gonna run with this and Mm. i'm gonna have fun with it because initially she's the one that's like they toy about the idea of auditioning and then they he doesn't make the decision to to audition until she's like i'll audition and then then it's too late and she's like the sing the single auditions are already over you have to do this you have to do a duet and they don't have anyone to sing with and he's like i'll sing with her (laughs) so like she's that she's his inspiration she gets the ball rolling he's like yeah i'm going to actually do something with this girl um so i love that what about you no i think that that's great and i think you pretty much summed it up um but they expose the best of each other because they sort of they meet in the song and that's why it's so amazing that it's a musical because it's where the two of them sort of figure out how to best like help each other into their best selves so Mm -hmm. for example like Gabrielle is super smart, Troy is super popular, whatever. They usually wouldn't mesh in that like classical sense in a high school relationship. Um, but they both give each other the confidence to do the thing that they're both afraid to do. At first, like you said, like Troy, or at first, like Troy brings her into that song and on New Year's Eve, you see her bring you see him bring her out of her shell. Mm-hmm. And then she does that, like you said, like, later on at the auditions and they kind of bring each other back to that song throughout the entire relationship. Oh yeah, for sure. Like they bring each other back to the reality of who the other person is. So 
that's kind of a beautiful thing to see because they do get very swept up in their own things throughout it. Um, and then you see them both recenter um, with the other person. I agree with that. They remind each other who they actually are. Like, they, hey, yeah. you might be the super nerdy girl and you might be the golden basketball star. But like with me, you are somebody like I see who you actually are. Yeah. And I'm reminding yes. you who you are. So I think that's cool. Yes. All right. Moving forward. Over summer break, Troy gets wrapped up in Sharpay's Visser grip. Is Rolling it, my eyes. Is it wrong? <laughs> is it wrong for him to focus on his future beyond high school? First of all, what a great villain Sharpay is. Like, ah, She's gosh. Not, what I like about her character, because we didn't actually have a question about her, but what I like about her character is that, like, she has this conniving way, but then you also see her lighter side at, and at some moments too where she breaks down and then actually does become a person and understands like oh i did some i did something wrong and now i'm going to try and um learn from my mistakes in a sense but we still yeah. have that same like sharpay character-esque personality yes. throughout consistently throughout all three yes no and i yes 100 percent. i love sharpay i think she's hilarious <laughs> but anyways back to the question is it wrong for troy to focus on his future relationship beyond high school uh, on his future beyond high school. Absolutely not. Like, focus on it all you want. However, I do think during the second movie, we see him not really being true to what his future should be. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of why he gets wrapped up in Sharpay. And you see, like, kind of the destruction of Troy, the the where he falls into the stereotype of who he's supposed to be, rather Correct. than coming back to that song like we saw with him and Gabriella. They bring each other back to that reality of who they are. <laughs> but when he's with Sharpay, she pushes him to be the person that he's not, and that's kind of what's different about. Can we talk like, about bed on it for a second? <laughs> oh my gosh! Me and, uh, okay. I remember watching um, this clip where they have. Um, that scene happening, but then they have over top of that the music is uh, "Let It Go" from yes, Frozen. Yes, I and it matches it. perfectly. I honestly support that so so much. All right, um, but so yeah, so that's me, all I got. So go ahead. All right, so for me, I don't blame him for thinking about his future. I mean, this is something that everyone has been hounding him on. His parents, his friends, his friends' parents. <laughs> um, True. He's been pressured again and again about his future, much like every teenager in the summer of their junior year. Mm -hmm. um, and it, and I see that as a teacher. I see their I, that kids kind of change their focus and they they lose some of themselves because they're so focused on future, 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 future. I'm like, nah, you gotta be in the moment. Okay. Anyways, besides that, we <laughs> see him go through something that everyone goes through. He has to refocus and figure out what's important to him in the moment right now. So no, I don't think it's wrong, but I do blame him for allowing it to go to his head and to make him change who he who yep. he is um he does deviate from the troy bolton that we know and love um and he gets that big-headedness his ego is is he's like i'm just doing what uh what you would do uh, he says that to uh what's his friend Cor oh. i was gonna say corbin blue Dan Oh, I, I almost said it too. Uh, Danforth, what is his first name though? I'm blanking. Chad. 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 Chad Danforth. That's right. So he says that to his friend Chad. Um, 
but he's not being honest with himself. So, yeah. Um, with that being said, yeah, you're right. Okay, next question. Take it away, Steph. Is it fair now? We're talking Gabriella. Is it fair to? Is it fair for Gabriella to throw in the towel not once but twice? <laughs> oh, Gabriella. Why you do this? <laughs> so I do think she is right, though. Um, yep. She is a processor. She thinks through things maybe sometimes too much. However, that's who she is, and she's right in the fact that. If this is the person that truly wants to that, um, wants to be, if this is who he really wants to be, she's not going to stand in the way of that, and she's not going to try and fight him over this. Um, she needs to step back to reevaluate the situation and figure out how she feels and if he, he feels the same way about her. Um, their relationship has only been going on for a couple of months, um, and it already had a shake, and it had a shaky start at the very beginning. Um, and her second break um, came out of a stressful time in her life where she was trying to deal with letting go and change. And that's something that I, especially, if not everyone, has difficulty with. Um, she has to decide on her future and she has to deal with the change of going to college instead of going to high school. So um, I get that. Um, however, I think the way she went about it and just leaving without saying goodbye was kind of trashy. Not great. Not great. Not <laughs> so I think great. it's fair for her to make time to take time for herself, but I don't think um, she always went about it in the right manner. Yeah, I agree with you. Same thing. She didn't always go about it great, but also like in high school, you're allowed to change your mind like you're constantly constantly changing and of course Devin's smiling because he knows I'm a sympathizer because I broke up with my husband <laughs> twice or three times I don't remember um, uh, I wasn't thinking freaking... about this question and then no. you start talking I was like well, oh so no I start talking oh, and no. I was like wow what a judgmental boob I am honestly like, <laughs> but no okay moving on because mm -hmm. Devin he's losing it no, no of good. course like she kind of did screw it up, I'd say, at some points. But mm -hmm. go, girl. Like, in high school, you're constantly changing. You're constantly transitioning into new versions of yourself and figuring out new things that you love. And when and you're growing, you it's just to. part of it. Yeah, when you're growing, it's just part of it. And, like, especially when Troy was being kind of, like, an idiot in the second one, I was like, mm -hmm. okay, you have every right. Um, but also, like, when you're going to college, like, when you're growing, a lot of things like that, it's just important to really not put yourself first because when you're in a relationship, like, there's always compromise. However, like, you have to, like, you have to see if you're even happy, first of all, and you have to see if this is something that you want because if it's right. not, then you're just putting the other person through um, some right. false feelings. Pretenses, so, yeah. Yes, exactly. So, yes, she, I agree with you. Like, of course she can, but she didn't do it great. <laughs> yeah. All right, so a little bit of fun now. Favorite yeah. high school musical number, go! Okay, I have two. Um, and obviously, like, I could always pick, like, we're all in this together, but I'm not going to be cliche like that, Devin. Uh, I don't know. I didn't if you, you didn't, he's like, I didn't pick it. Um, I really, really love uh, You Are the Music in Me. Dang it. <laughs> Is that yours too? Yes. I did. Oh, no. 
I was hoping I wouldn't pick it. Okay. Well, Sorry. I love You Are the Music in Me because it gets stuck in my head all the time. But I also so love Can I Have This Dance. Can I Have This Dance is literally, like I said before, one of my favorites. But Devin, go ahead if you have a better explanation as to why no, you love No, I don't I have a better explanation. Dance? But it is one of I my... I can't believe it was we met there. Hands down, You Are the Music in Me um, with every day being a close second. Ooh, um, nice. I know. I mean, they do have some... I Like I said, I am more... Um, I correlate myself more with first and second one. Third one, it has some good songs, but also I find some of the songs to be a little too much. Like, because it was brought onto this bigger production, they kind of went big and... Yeah. Um, regardless. Um, Wait, what's the one where they're in the kitchen? Oh my gosh, that's one of my favorites. Oh, too. yeah. Dang it. Um, work this out. That's a good one. Yes, That's a really good one. So it's good. like a, they have like that little bit of Tarzan kind of. Ding, Michelle and I on. would just like turn that on a hundred times in a row and like be using pots and pans and like running <laughs> around the kitchen. Um, but yeah, so lots of good hits, yeah. needless to say. So, but I think You Are the Music of Me is the song that just speaks for many relationships. And that's why we relate to it so well. Um, yep do you want to find you, you want to find that person who is the harmony to your to our melody um how who, nice who we have a reason for being happy and joyful so that's why i chose that one as my top i love it okay well now you probably understand why i wrote the next question mm -hmm. Devin. so you better be freaking careful uh high school sweethearts what are our thoughts have you grown up enough by this point to choose someone to love forever what do you think <laughs> all right Devin's so like oh no <laughs> no, 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 no. So I think high school sweethearts um, are totally a thing. Um, you, of course, are living proof of that, as are your parents. And I know a couple that's been together since before middle school, I think. Oh, my god! And gosh. they are still one of the most adorable and loving couples I have ever met. And they still, um, to this day, just express how much they love each other and how they've grown since that very first meeting um do i think we have grown up enough to choose someone to love forever i don't know i spend my day with teenagers and i don't think in general the <laughs> teens that teens are grown up enough to make some of the decisions that they have to go um that they have to in high school um so I don't think, and, and we are, we learned that like brains aren't fully developed until like we're in our twenties anyway. Yep. So we're not, and this is just society being placed on teens. Yep. Like we're not in the right mind to yes. pick our jobs or whatever when we are teenagers. So, um, however, that doesn't mean that they that you can't get lucky and find the perfect match in high mm -hmm. school. So, um, I think you're right. I mean, obviously I'm biased because, like, <laughs> but I mean, ultimately it depends who you are. It mm -hmm. depends if you're mature enough at that point. Like, Agreed. and also most high school sweethearts don't get married in high school. They wait and they wait and they, even though it's a long-term relationship, that's really where the growth comes in is in the long-termness, not in the, <laughs> I'm a high school student who's in a relationship. Um, you have to be mature enough to accept that those feelings, like we were talking about before, those passionate feelings that young people who are going through so many hormonal changes are going through, um, you have to really take that into account and be able to take that into account. So 
that's something that I think it just depends on your personality. Um, I think it also kind of depends on your trajectory in life, like where you see yourself going. And just like the ability to be honest with yourself about what a relationship really is. Um, So that's something I've seen really successful high school relationships. I've seen high school relationships that fall apart. Um, So it just depends the foundation that you build Mm -hmm. underneath it, essentially. All right. We are at our close, everybody. So we are ending with our favorite question. Do we ship it? Yes, I ship it at least. Of I don't know about you, Devin. Of course we do. I love, I love, I love, and, I love. And you could probably like school. tell as we were already answering these questions that we were, how we were going to answer at the end here. So it's right. no, it's no surprise at all, really. Right, exactly. I mean, there's really no explanation apart from the fact that they are the music in each other and we love that. Yeah, and they are one of the most well-known Disney Channel couples. Uh, And there's good reason for it. So um, kudos to them for staying strong for um, a long time. Except the actors. More than 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Wait, they're not together, are they? No, no, no. no. Not in real life. But I mean, Troy and Gabriella in general. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I was going to say. Okay. So there you have it. But wait, Devin, I'm throwing you off a little bit here. I wanted to ask you, (gasps) who's your favorite couple other than Troy and Gabriella? Oh, my gosh. He's like, I don't know. I didn't think about this. <laughs> so I will say one of my favorite characters. You could um, go that way. Growth wise is Kelsey, the pianist. I love Kelsey. Oh, my. She God. is so shy and so awkward in the first one. And you see her growth and her passion grow with music because mm-hmm. of the influence of Troy and Gabrielle's relationship. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't necessarily answer your question, but no, no, that's fine. I still gave you. I like your answer. (laughs) Definitely, Chad and Ryan. Chad and Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) That song that they sing together. That is also a really good number. That is also a really good number. Oh my gosh! Um, And yeah, I mean, I'm kidding because they don't end up together, but like only slightly kidding (laughs) because they're so. I mean, there's passion there, man. But oh, also, I love Corbin Blue in general. I had a High School Musical Corbin Blue keychain. I remember that on my wallet the entire time. (laughs) I remember that basically up until last year. But okay. Moving on. So we are finished with our answers. So now let's move forward. Um, And we wanted to include some audience comments. So our first is from Sam. And she says, I've been a fan of Troy and Gabriella since January 20th, 2006. Um, Because who doesn't love a silly decom romance? Although I love them and wish Vanessa and Zach were still a thing in real life, to be honest. Honestly. I get frustrated when I... (laughs) Same. Uh, I get frustrated when I rewatch the movies because they're such dramatic high schoolers who need to learn that communication is key. Like Troy, it's okay if you want to do basketball and singing. Just be honest with Gabriella about it and, quote, work it out. Amen. (laughs) Needless to say, my fangirl heart will always ship them. I love freaking that. And of course, Zach and Vanessa forever, five ever. 
But Bye, okay, <laughs> yes, we actually got two comments for this because people just love this movie. Like I said, for sure. Um, so our next comment comes from Katie Rose, and she writes, "I was absolutely Team Troy and Gabriella. They were pretty much our modern day Danny and Sandy. Oh, mm-hmm. I would be lying if I told you I didn't sing Breaking Free a hundred times a day, seven days a week when I was in sixth grade. I'm with you, girl." Um, <laughs> However, I will say they definitely set unrealistic relationship standards for most musical theater. Wait, did I read that right? Hmm? Yeah, they definitely set unrealistic relationship standards for most musical theater slash all girls out there, which is typically which is typical of Disney Channel movies. Disney is most certainly getting better at creating realistic and authentic relationships. I wouldn't say I was asking important questions when HSM was over like the children today who are watching Disney movies like Soul. However, it was a light, fun show with a beautiful, talented couple and provided and provided me with some of the fun go-to karaoke songs as a 20-something-year-old today. <laughs> oh, thank you for Love that, it. Katie Rose. Thank you so much for sharing. Yes, and thank you for sending that in. And now, let's hop over to our announcement of the next episode. Devin, who are we talking about next week? Next, we are going to be talking about the one and only Tarzan and Jane. Heck yeah. And continuing (laughs) with our Disney theme, we are going to be taking it to the jungle next week with our Tarzan and Jane episode. So join us. If you have any comments or would like to join in on the fun, please reach out. We would love to hear from you. Our email is weshipitpodcast at gmail.com. Yep, and also feel free to find us on social media as well, or if you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review. We love you guys, and we just love engaging with you too. So feel free That's to reach out so at true. any time. Y'all are the music in us. See Aww. you next time. Bye, guys.